Click now on the link in the description and get this full audiobook for free. Third watch, not second. Third watch, the big man said through hair and frozen snot. Me and Softfoot. I remember, chat. The moon would be black tonight, and they had jiggered the watches so as to have eight of their own standing sentry, with two more guarding the horses. It wasn't going to get much riper than that. Besides, the wildlings could be upon them any day now. Chet meant to be well away from here before that happened. He meant to live. Three hundred sworn brothers of the Night's Watch had ridden north, two hundred from Castle Black and another hundred from the Shadow Tower. It was the biggest ranging in living memory, near to a third of the Watch's strength. They meant to find Ben Stark, Sir Waymar Royce, and the other rangers who'd gone missing, and discover why the wildlings were leaving their villages. Well, they were no closer to Stark and Royce than when they'd left the wall, but they'd learn where all the wildlings had gone, up into the icy heights of the godforsaken Frostfangs. They could squat up there till the end of time, and it wouldn't prick Chet's boils none. But no, they were coming down, down the milk water. Chet raised his eyes, and there it was. The river's stony banks were bearded by ice, its pale, milky waters flowing endlessly down out of the frostfangs. And now Mance Raider and his wildlings were flowing down the same way. Thorin Smallwood had returned in a ladder three days past. While he was telling the old bear what his scouts had seen, his man, Kedge Whiteye, told the rest of them. They're still well up the foothills, but they're coming, Ked said, warming his hands over the fire. Harma, the dog's head, has a van, the poxy bitch. Goldie crept up on her camp and saw her playing by the fire. That fool, Dumblejohn, wanted to pick her off with an arrow, but Smallwood had better sense. Chet spat. How many were there, could you tell? Oh, many and more. Twenty, thirty thousand, we didn't stay to count. Armour had five hundred in the van, every one a horse. The men around the fire exchanged uneasy looks. It was a rare thing to find even a dozen mounted wildlings, and five hundred? Smallwood sent Bannon and me wide round the van to catch a peek at the main body, Kedge went on. There was no end of them. They're moving slow as a frozen river, four, five miles a day, but they don't look like they mean to go back to their villages neither. More than half were women and children, and they were driving their animals before them, goat, sheep, even oryx, dragging sledges. They'd loaded up with bales of fur and sides of meat, cages of chickens, butter churns and spinning wheels, every damn thing they own. The mules and garrons were so heavy laden, you think their backs would break. The women as well. And they follow the milk water? Lark the sister man asked. I said so, didn't I? The milk water would take them past the fist of the first men, the ancient ring fort where the night's watch had made its camp. Any man with a thimble of sense could see that it was time to pull up stakes and fall back on the wall. The old bear had strengthened the fist with spikes and pits and caltrops, but against such a host all that was pointless. If they stayed here, they would be engulfed and overwhelmed. 
and Thorin Smallwood wanted to attack. Sweet Donald Hill was squire to Sir Malador Locke, and the night before last Smallwood had come to Locke's tent. Sir Malador had been of the same mind as old Sir Utton Withers, urging a retreat on the wall, but Smallwood wanted to convince him otherwise. "'This king beyond the wall will never look for us so far north,' Sweet Donald reported him, saying, "'and this great host of his is a shambling horde, full of useless mouths who won't know what end of a sword to hold. One blow will take all the fight out of them and send them howling back to their hovels for another fifty years.' Three hundred against thirty thousand. Chet called that rank madness.' And what was madder still was that Sir Malador had been persuaded, and the two of them together were on the point of persuading the old bear. If we wait too l long, this chance may, may be lost. Never to come.